For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm Celeste Simmons. I'm here today with Brandy Newton, the Executive Director for the Idaho Falls Arts Council. Thank you so much for meeting here with me today, Brandy. Absolutely. Thank you. And so I kind of wanted to know a little bit about the history of the Colonial Theater in Idaho Falls. It's such a beautiful building, which, and I imagine it has a lot of historic meaning to it. Could you, do you mind explaining a little bit about the history of the theater? Sure. It was built in 1902 between a, it was a collaboration between a doctor and an architect. It cost a whopping $130,000 back then. And it originally opened as a vaudeville theater. Um, and then quickly in the 1920s, it was actually purchased by um, Paramount Theaters, which is why for a long time it was known as the Paramount and became a movie theater then. Um, then we shut down for the Spanish flu. So we've sort of lived a pandemic twice in our colonial theater history and it reopened in the 30s as a movie theater which is how we have our balcony design at that time and it was re um, redone into the art deco um, neoclassical style that we have now and then it operated as a movie theater um, until sometime in the 90s when it was purchased by um, what we know in Idaho Falls now as the Paramount or the Center Theater the Watt family purchased it um, so when I grew up back in the day it was a two dollar theater um you know, second run movie kind of um, uh, used as a theater that way. And then it um, was closed when the Lot family purchased the Paramount Theater or built the Paramount Theaters that are out on Channing. And at that time, as our history goes, it was offered to Miles Willard to purchase the theater um, and to renovate it. And he instead suggested to um, Dick Clayton, who opened it, that he should give it to the newly formed Arts Council and that then he would quietly donate money to help renovate it. Um, so it was during that time that the Arts Council raised close to about $5 million to renovate what is now returned back to the Colonial Theater, which was our original name, and then the buildings that surround it that we have combined into the Willard Arts Center. Wow, what an interesting history. Thank you for sharing that. And you guys have yeah. several events that you put on at the Colonial Theater and at the Civic Center. And especially throughout the month of March, I can just see here on your website that there's some really fun ones like the acting company putting on the Three Musketeers, the World Ballet series of presenting Cinderella, One Night of Queen, and much more. Can you kind yeah. of give an overview of all of the events that you have going on this month? Sure. You know, the, the great thing about our theater as well as the Civic is um, it is open for anyone to rent and to you. So that really harkens to a, a broad range of offerings on, on several levels. So we as an arts council um, bring in anywhere from 10 to 15 professional shows, so touring shows. So the same thing you can see in other major cities. Um, we just like we just concluded the Broadway production of Legally Blonde um, last week at the Civic Center. Then this weekend, we're excited to see um, the acting company out of New York present Three Musketeers. Um, and then, like you said, the World Ballet Series is actually a rental. So that's a touring company that has reached out um, wanting to perform at the Civic, and they'll, they'll do that on the 4th as well. And then we sort of turn the corner, and what's wonderful for our community is that you can see um, professional productions, like we've got a tribute to Queen called One Night of Queen that will be Civic on the 9th. And then we can also host um, School District 91's production of Peter Pan. Um, they'll be here at the Colonial for the rest of the weekend. 
in addition to, you know, uh, the symphony will perform in March. We'll have an Irish, um, an Irish Celtic band that'll come through during that time. And what we love is that the community gets to use these spaces how they want to, and that we can really stay out of the definition of art. Um, if you bal- love ballet, you can see ballet. If you love country artists, you can see country artists. And that we really have the opportunity with all of our venues to be able to um, present such a broad range of offerings. So Oneida of Queen yeah. is going to perform on the 9th of March. Can you give me a bit of an overview about what viewers can be expecting when they come to the show? Yeah, so the group, um, Gary Mullen and the Works, um, has been presenting this tribute to Queen for, I guess, about 10 years now, maybe even more than that. Um, They're based out of England. He won, like, a a search for the next Freddie Mercury contest over there, and they'll come through and do a full production. So what people have envisioned of a Queen concert from the 70s and 80s is exactly what they're going to... um, they're going to witness. So high energy, all your favorite songs. Um, and I know for me, it's one that I didn't even necessarily know Queen sang them, but I can sing along to them. Um, and it will be a full, it'll be a full stage production, lights, sound, all, all the good stuff. And what about for the Peter Pan musical? So Peter Pan is a local production done by School District 91, so that'll have students ranging from, I think, seventh grade all the way up into seniors. They manage all aspects of the production. What is wonderful about having here is that they were able to then have the rigging so that Peter will actually fly on stage, which we think is really wonderful. Um, but they, the kids do it all, um, the costumes, the sets, um, but it is a really wonderful production. There's four nights of that um, at a really great family-friendly cost at $10 a ticket um, that you can buy in advance so you don't have to worry about like elbowing your neighbor to get a good seat. Um, but it is a traditional musical production of that. And even like even the orchestra um, that is presenting with them is made up of students as well. A real great investment to um, students and them kind of learning the craft of being in theater. Definitely. It'd be really good for them to have the community come out and support them, I'm sure. And absolutely. Towards the end of the month, you have a production called Ray on My Mind, the Ray Charles story. What is that one all about? Yeah, so we're really excited about that one. You know, in our history, when the theater was reopened um, as the Colonial Theater, our first opening performance was actually of Ray Charles. Um, So this feels like a little bit nod to our history. Um, This is a group that actually comes to us from New York. It's got about a 14-member band, um, and the gentleman will be... um, not necessarily pretending to be Ray Charles, but acting in honor of him and really taking us through the arc and the depth of um, his work throughout um, Ray Charles' performing history. Wow, that sounds really interesting. That's so cool. And also a little bit before that, so that one is on March 31st, and before that there's one on March 28th, The Jig Jam. What is that show about? Yep. So the fun of Jig Jam is actually they're part of our A Street series. So that's a small, in our car gallery that's here on the main floor at the Willard Arts Center, um, we like to put bands in there that maybe we, you don't know um, and so that we can kind of introduce you to new music. Um, Jig Jam's actually been here to perform with us before. They are now five gentlemen out of Ireland that really perform um, bluegrass, Celtic, Gaelic sort of music. So um, I think they each play two or three instruments 
performance. They're really talented. And what we're really excited about that performance is that that will also include six um, student performances. Um, so we're lucky enough to have, um, they'll bust the kids in, the different schools from around our area will bust the kids in for um, six different shows um, during that week. So it, it's almost like, we, we like to call them the jig jammies. Um, it's like they're moving in with us for a little while, but we're excited to have them here. And there's also a few exhibitions, like the 15th Annual National Juried Exhibition and the opening reception yes. for the Juried Exhibition. What are What is that exhibition yes. all about? So we do a call-out for artists each year, and we... This year, I think, was one of our highest. We had about 400-plus submissions and from all around the country. I think 26 different states were represented. And then we have a, a local juror that goes through and creates a show based on these different individual submissions. So Anne Balake, who's a, a very well-respected um, artist here in our community, has is our juror this year. And she's gone through the hundreds of applicants and, and cr- created a show um, that will hang in our gallery. Um, the wonderful part that we feel is... We're we're really lucky to do is we get to offer awards during that. So there are paid prizes for those artists that get to hang with us. And what I love is it really is broad ranging. So you'll see everything from photography to sculpture to woodworking to fabric arts and quilts um, and and every age group in between. It can you can be 14 um, and enter the show um, and it's just a wonderful. So that opening reception really is our first introduction um, into kind of the varied works. And the juror will be there and she'll sort of give you sort of her insight of how the different um, pieces were selected. And then we will offer the awards that night during the reception. There's always um, hors d'oeuvres and drinks and things that are involved with that. And we'd love as many people as possible to come. We also do a viewer's choice on that. So we ask people to vote whether they're in person or via um, a QR code where you can vote online so that we can have a... um, kind of an audience chosen um, people's choice award for that as well. That sounds great. Well, thank you, Brandy, for explaining all of those events that are coming up during the month of March. And what would be, what would be your message to, to the community to encourage them to come out and participate in these events? Oh, I think if, for me, I don't know about you, but the, the weather months can get sort of long and, and all of these different things, whether it's music or theater or dance, I think really allows us to feel some things that um, we don't always feel in reg- regular day life. Um, we try to really stay out of what the definition of art is. And so we hope that there's something on our calendar um, that can speak to you and that everybody can find a way, um, whether that's visiting our galleries, which are open nine to five each day and are free. So please come and walk through them. Um, even even now, we have a show's open now that you can come and walk through before jury opens. But we just hope that people can have experiences with art and that we can help them find a way to do so. Wonderful. Well, again, thank you, Brandy, for explaining all of these wonderful events to me. And we're looking forward to the upcoming events during the month of March. Wonderful. Thank you.